This is The Wrap, a weekly show where we recap the highlights of the film world from the past week. Today is Friday, March 15, 2013. This is episode 21, and I'm your host, TJ. On Monday, we got the report that Oz the Great and Powerful was doing pretty good in the box office from Box Office Mojo. As Box Office Mojo reports, Oz the Great and Powerful was positioned as the first major blockbuster of 2013, and, it, and its opening weekend didn't disappoint. The fantasy prequel scored an estimated $80.28 million, which is by far the highest debut so far in 2013. Meanwhile, Dead Man Down became the, la- the latest violent R-rated movie to die a quick death. Personally, I'm glad that something, anything, is beating out that horrible film Identity Thief. Uh, but it's still a shame to me that Jack the Giant Slayer is doing so poorly by comparison. But Oz the Great and Powerful is a fine film, so I'm happy with that news. I posted on Monday the Star Trek Into Darkness teaser trailer number two, which was attached to Oz the Great and Powerful. I like the trailer quite a bit, and uh, I think that it uh, it really shows what this film is going to be. So I recommend that you check that out. And also, we uh, have on the site a link to Anthony Pascale at TrekMovie.com analyzing shot-by-shot shot the Into Darkness trailer, as he is wont to do. Uh, Anthony's a friend of the site. He has been on the podcast before, and uh, I recommend this article. It's a pretty good breakdown of the trailer. Uh, the trailer's a lot of fun, so check both of those things out. They'll be in the show notes. All right, release reshuffles. Uh, Red 2 and Now You See Me have both been moved uh, from their original release dates. Uh, Russ Fisher reports on Slash Film. uh, Lionsgate made two release date changes today. Now You See Me, which comes from director Luis Leterrier and features Jesse Eisenberg, Isla Fisher, Morgan Freeman, Woody Harrelson, Mark Ruffalo, and Michael Caine has been pulled up from July 7 to May 31st. Another film from the studio has moved up as well. The action comedy sequel Red 2 was slated to open on August the 2nd, but will now bow on July 19th. I'm looking forward to both of these films. I'm hoping the shuffling and release date shuffling the release dates around doesn't confuse people, but I suppose it shouldn't. Most folks don't pay too much attention to the release dates until they get much closer. So, FYI, check out that article as well in the show notes. All right, uh, Star Trek Three, as people are referring to it, because it'll be the third J.J. Abrams Star Trek, as we all know, this is actually Star Trek, the 13th Star Trek film, uh, could be out for the 50th anniversary in 2016. This will be the one that would follow Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, but as we also know, J.J. Uh, Abrams would be tied up directing Star Wars and the like, and uh, probably would not be able to direct the third Star Wars Star Trek film, but would probably produce it. Uh, this article had a few, uh, things to say from producer Brian Burke. The only reason that I was mentioning it is because I'd love to see Nick Meyer come back and direct another Star Trek film. He directed, in my opinion, the two best Star Trek films to date, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and I'd like to see what he would do in this new playground that J.J. Abrams has created. So, I'm rooting for him. Nobody else has mentioned this. This is just me talking. This is what I'd like to see, and that's the reason I linked to this article on Slash Film. Uh, So, that's what I want to see. All right, I reported last week that Emma Watson was considering uh, joining the cast of the uh, live-action Cinderella, and she has now turned it down. Uh, the director would be Kenneth Branagh, and uh, Kate Kate Blanchett is still on board to play the villain. Uh, but the hunt is still on for the 
young lead as Emma Watson has backed out, according to this report. So that's a little update on that. All right. Uh, I also posted uh, on Thursday a link to the Enterprise E model kit, uh, which I desperately want for my shelf and my desk as a good geek and nerd. This is the Enterprise E from Star Trek Nemesis, uh, also from Star Trek First Contact and Star Trek Insurrection, the the three full-on Star Trek The Next Generation films. This is my second favorite version of the Enterprise, the Enterprise E. Uh, my favorite version is the Constitution Class Refit, uh, the original Enterprise Refit, and, of course, the Enterprise A. Uh, but this is my second favorite, and I do love this ship. Uh, just a little bit of geeky fun, and you'll find the link to that in the show notes as well. All right, on Thursday, I also linked to an article on AV Club talking about how we're watching it wrong. Again, I like to talk about this sort of thing. This isn't about aspect ratio this time. This is about uh, something called motion smoothing on modern television sets, and it really is bad. It's horrible. You should not have motion smoothing turned on on your TV. If you've never checked your TV settings, please check them. Turn off motion smoothing. This takes most most material comes in at 24 frames per second or 30 frames per second, and this takes and ups that frame rate by interpolating frames and creating frames that aren't there and giving the picture a look it wasn't designed to have. Please check that setting and please check out this article. I will have that for you as well in the show notes. All right, an Oblivion featurette featuring uh, director Joseph Kaczynski and Tom Cruise uh, talking quite a bit about the plot of Oblivion. If you don't want spoilers, I'm thinking you might want to stay away from this. Obviously, not having seen the film, I can't say how spoilery it is, but it seems pretty spoilery. Lots of plot details here, uh, it seems like. So check that out if you're interested. I enjoyed it, the Oblivion featurette. All right, uh, also uh, on Thursday, posted episode 35 of the Movie Byte podcast, which we recorded Wednesday afternoon live. Uh, and by the way, you can always join those live broadcasts on Wednesday. Uh, episode 35, we talked about Oz the Great and Powerful, along with a few other things. It was a fun podcast. Be sure to check that one out. Veronica Mars film meets funding goal on Kickstarter. This is kind of a big one. Uh, the creator of... Uh, of Veronica Mars, Rob Thomas, and actress Kristen Bell uh, put up on Kickstarter, with the studio's permission, uh, crowdsourced funding. Uh, as you know, that's what Kickstarter is all about. And they made the goal, and, and that's only two days in. They still have 30 days to go, or 28 more days to go. Uh, it was a 30-day Kickstarter, so who knows how much money they could raise for this film. I know nothing about the series, but this is exciting to me uh, just because of the way it was funded, uh, crowdsourced. So I'm very interested to see how that how that goes, how that affects the industry. And speaking of which, there's another article that I also recommend by Rush Fisher, Russ Fisher on Slash Film, kind of talking about the pros and cons of this business model and what we've told the studios and, and that sort of thing. So you'll find that in the show notes as well. And of course, talking about crowdfunding films, Joss Whedon had to weigh in on the Kickstarter thing. He would still like to do another Firefly movie, but he doesn't think that's going to be happening at least anytime soon just because he's tied up with Marvel properties and films and, and things like that. But he did feel the need to address it, and that was kind of fun. Uh, there's a, a condensed interview with him from BuzzFeed that I recommend that you check out. And finally, what you might want to see this weekend. We do have a couple of new things. Uh, the Call 
is a film that's coming out this weekend that I will be seeing uh, this evening, uh, if all goes well and if all goes according to plan. I'm not expecting it to be a great film, but I'm expecting it to hopefully be decent, probably a three or three and a half star film. Uh, and the synopsis is when, an, when a veteran 9-11 operator, Jordan, played by Holly Berry, takes a life-altering call from a teenage girl who has just been abducted, she realizes that she must confront a killer from her past in order to save the girl's life. All right, so this film is rated R uh, for language and disturbing content and does star, as I mentioned, Halle Berry. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to like this film okay, and probably it'll be worth seeing. Uh, the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. I'm not really looking forward to this film. I'm expecting it to probably be a two-and-a-half-star film, maybe a two-star film. We'll see how that goes. It's about a magician, Burt Wonderstone, played by Steve Carell, and Anton Marvelton, played by Steve Buscemi. Uh, it's rated PG-13 for sexual content, dangerous stunts, and drug-related incident and language. Eh, not not really looking forward to this. And Spring Breakers, rated R. I don't think I need to tell you not to see this film. This is a horrible, looks like a terrible film. So still in theaters, uh, also that you might want to consider, Emperor, Oz the Great and Powerful, 21 and Over, Identity Thief, Dead Man Down, Jack the Giant Slayer, Snitch, Safe Haven, Silver Linings Playbook, A Good Day to Die Hard, Dark Skies, Warm Bodies, Side Effects. And that's about it that's uh, left in the theaters. That's not a comprehensive list, but that's a pretty good look at what you're looking at in the theaters right now. That's it for this week. You can find the links for all this stuff in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash therap slash 21. To keep up with us and the movie news and reviews throughout the week, be sure to follow us on Twitter at moviebyte or on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviebyte. And be sure to visit the website where we keep you up to date every weekday at moviebyte.com. I'm TJ. Thanks for listening. We'll be here next week bringing you more movie goodness. <laughs>